Well, the readings are so short today, uh, it gives me more time to talk. Um, I've had complaints that my homilies are too short, so um, I'm going to do a really long one tonight, just for those complainers. That's what you get for complaining. <laughs> okay, the Good Shepherd. Now, we've, we've heard this imagery before, right? I mean, it's not new. Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Now, when you look at the Gospel, there are two primary things that he says about being the Good Shepherd, okay? And these are the two things we want to consider tonight. The first is this, that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, okay? He makes this distinction between, you know, the shepherd who has his flock of sheep, and for instance, if he were to hire somebody to watch his sheep, you know, the person he hires to watch his sheep isn't really going to be nearly as invested in the sheep. If danger comes, if a wolf comes or, or something else, you know, that, that person is just going to scatter. He's not going to lay down his life for somebody else's sheep. But the good shepherd who loves his sheep lays down his life for his sheep because, you know, in a sense, for the shepherd, that's, that's all he has. I mean, if, if this is his entire livelihood, as it were, you know, this is, uh, especially if you go back to, now, I don't know anything about farming, agriculture, animals, horticulture. So I'm totally speaking out of turn. You can correct me after mass. But if we go back, you know, to those times, I mean, if you were a shepherd, you didn't, you didn't have other things in the works. You weren't also running a hotel on the side. And, you know, you, you, you didn't, it wasn't like you were a multinational. You had sheep. That's all you had. So the shepherd was very concerned about his sheep, the welfare of his sheep. That's it was his entire livelihood. If the sheep were doing well, he was doing well, right? Does that make sense? So when you, when you get into that sort of imagery, the, the singularity of, of the good shepherd focused on his sheep, so too is Christ concerned with us. So too is his focus on us. Not, not in the sense that his whole livelihood depends on his sheep, of course, but in the sense that God is so concerned about us. Really, if you look at the entire scriptures, it's God's concern for his people. God is, he's, I don't want to say fascinated. I mean, you might say he's obsessed with us. If you could put, and of course, this is always wrong to do. You know, you put these human terms on, uh, terms on God. It's called anthropomorphism. Write that down. <laughs> anthropomorphism. You know, it's always... It's always rough doing that because obviously God is not human in the sense that, that, that we are, except for Jesus, who's, who's 100% both. But still, it's a stretch when we take the concept of being obsessed. But clearly, in the scriptures, God is really focused on us. And so, too, with his sheep. Jesus loves his sheep so much that he's willing to lay down his life, lest one of them, one of them, should die or, or be sacrificed in any way. So that's the first thing. Good shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. The second one has to do with, we might say, knowingness. In other words, the sheep know the shepherd and the shepherd knows his sheep. Back to, I don't know anything about, you know, animals. I've read, because that's basically all that I know is what I read in books. So I've read that, you know, 
you, would, you could even have certain instances where two shepherds come together with their flock and you know the flock sort of mesh together and the shepherds are conversing, etc. But because the sheep know the, the singing of the shepherd or the voice of the shepherd or the calls of the shepherd, after the shepherds go their separate ways and they call for their flocks, the flocks you know, go immediately to their shepherds. They're not the least bit confused as to who their shepherd is, right? Because they have a desire. There, there's, a, there's an attachment to their shepherd. Um, there's, a, there's a desire to follow the shepherd's voice. And the, and the shepherd knows every single one of them. He knows which ones are his, right? He knows if one is lost, if one is missing, he knows immediately. He knows if one is wounded, if one is hurting, he knows. So here's a question for us to consider. Jesus says, I know my sheep and they know me. And, and we would presume, I, I mean, I would presume that everyone here considers themselves to be amongst the Lord's flock, right? As one of his sheep. Do we know his voice? And that's something just to consider. Do you know Christ's voice? How well do you know his voice? Because what it demands to know his voice is a willingness to listen for his voice, right? We have to be open to hear his voice. I mean, you can imagine sheep, you know, um, waiting to hear the call of their shepherd. And then when they hear the call, they follow immediately. But if we don't know Jesus' voice, how could we ever follow him? He might say, well, Father, we're at church. Isn't that good enough? No, it's not good enough, because if that was good enough, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. It's not good enough, because we always want to strive to do better, right? We always want to strive to grow. So just being here doesn't necessarily mean we're listening to his voice. I mean, you know, you might be the black sheep. Maybe one of you is the black sheep here. I've got a list. I think I know who they are. You know, sometimes we consider ourselves the black sheep, and... I've heard people say that before, Father, I'm a black sheep, and I think, oh gosh, if you're a black sheep, what am I? Um, but I think what happens in our lives is there's a bit of ebb and flow, okay? So it's not just we listen to God's voice or we don't, but rather there's an ebb and flow of this. Sometimes we forget to listen. Sometimes we, you know, get sort of consumed with other things going on in our lives, and we forget to listen as much. Or we, we, we stop perhaps being as intent, as willing, you know, to give ourselves over to Christ. And so an important reflection for us tonight then is how often am I listening to Christ's voice? How open am I to him? How willing am I to hear where he may be calling me? And when I hear what he says to say, am I actually going to follow? Like the sheep who, who just automatically follow the shepherd's voice. So Jesus, this is the second part, right? Is this knowingness. The first one is the good shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. The second one is this, this knowingness. The sheep know the shepherd and the shepherd knows the sheep. And then Jesus compares that relationship to his relationship with the father. He says, I'm the good shepherd. I know mine and mine know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. So what the Lord is doing is he's putting his relationship with us into a very similar category as his relationship with his heavenly father. 
And we know that the relationship between you know, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, and of course God the Father, the first person of the Trinity, is a relationship of love from all of eternity. And not just you know, love, but perfect, everlasting love from all of eternity. This is the kind of love that he desires us to have for him and the kind of love that he always has for us. So even when we turn away, his love for us is infinite. He remains concerned about us throughout all of our lives. We could go through years of not paying attention and he still loves us infinitely like he always has. There's nothing we can do to get rid of God's love. I mean, we can atheate him, we can curse him, we can reject him, we can, we can do all kinds of things, resentment and you know, anger, etc. And his love will remain infinite and always there. You know, in a sense, we could take it for granted. You know, you could, or you might say you could, you know, you can always rely on his love for us. It is always there for us. So, what the Lord then exemplifies, by the way, this is my last point if you're watching your clocks. Last point. What the Lord exemplifies for us then is this self-giving love, okay? I know my sheep, they know me. That relationship is just like the relationship or similar to the relationship between both you know, myself and my Heavenly Father, this relationship of, of love. And the, the best example of that kind of love is sacrificial love. The shepherd laying down his life for his sheep, that he's willing to give his life over for us, lest one of us die lest one of us suffer any kind of eternal death, Jesus gives his life for us. This is the kind of love that he demonstrates for us, and therefore, then, it is the kind of love that he asks us to demonstrate to one another, to have for one another, the sacrificial, self-giving love. Please stand.